Concealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Jacob's trouble. What is Jacob's trouble? We say in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. S is the beginning of sorrows and the sorrows of birth pangs. And we find there in Matthew 24 and, we, and Mark 13, Luke 21 also, and it states about a time that there will be the gospel preaching to all the world for witness unto all nations. But then the Lord says, referring back to Daniel, and makes a statement, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, then in parenthesis, whoso readeth, let him understand. Now, that means we have to have Holy Ghost understanding on this. It's not going to be to the intellectual mind. It's going to be revealed by the Holy Ghost through the Bibliority in the little book. There's a way that will seem right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's going to seem like the river's flowing one way, but the undercurrent will be going exactly the opposite way of 180 degrees. And he goes on and says what to do. And that Daniel the prophet, speaking of the abomination of desolation. Now, most will take that to mean, or many commentators, that's, that's Daniel 9.27. Totally disagree. In Daniel 9, we talk about 9.24. 9, that's the restitution of all things. And that's very important because in the restoration of all things, that is the restoration and all truth, the restitution of all things. And that's important because we see in Acts 3, 20 and 21 that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. Now faith is the substance of things so far. So the restitution or restoration of all things is that all truth being delivered to the saints of the Most High God. And the Holy Ghost, that his whole job is to lead us and guide us, the body of Christ, into all truth. Now we see in Daniel 9.24 that restitution, the restoration. And he speaks of 70 weeks, 70 weeks of years or heptads, and states that, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make a reconciliation for iniquity. And Jesus is the one that reconciled us back to God. For God was in Christ reconciling us back to God. And a reconciliation for iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. Now, Righteousness is that Jesus Christ is God, proceeded from the Father, came into the world as the Father revealed. The Son of God is the Father revealed. That's the height and depth of Christ. Then the length and width is now in us. So that is uh, this everlasting righteousness. He that knew no sin became sin for us that we, the body of Christ, may be made the righteousness of God in him. So no man comes to the Father except by him. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 
which is the Father revealed. To bring in everlasting righteousness is to bring in everlasting truth because grace reigns through righteousness. Grace in itself, as a free gift of God, is not alone. Grace reigns, the power of it. The effectual working of it is through righteousness. That is, that Jesus Christ, who is God, made himself of no reputation, took upon the form of a servant, made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, given him a name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. That is the Lord Jesus, the revelation of Christ as the Lord. Now, everlasting righteousness is that everlasting truth that all will know him from the least to the greatest. It's not a partial work. It is a finished work. And it will be done for all that's left of the land shall know him from the least to the greatest. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. This is everlasting righteousness. And to seal up the vision and prophecy. The vision given to Daniel in Daniel 2 was how there would be a beast, an image. He would have a head of gold, breast of silver, arms of silver, loins of brass, and legs of iron, and feet of iron and miry clay. It would make one man. This is a man of sin, a son of perdition. It's the beast, the Antichrist. His number is 603 score and 6, which is written in the Greek, key Z sigma. Key Christ, Z is not, and that is, uh, uh, rebels against it. Stigma come in the flesh. That's his mark, that's his number of his name. And uh, there at that time, the Antichrist coming against the real Christ in the last days will be the battle of the ages. Good against evil. All the power of Satan with the devil, the old serpent, the scorpion, the dragon, giving him his seat, the son of perdition, the man of sin, his seat and great authority. And the devil himself, dragon cast down to the earth, along with his angels, the fullness of the kingdom of darkness against the fullness of the kingdom of God, not national Israel, against the church. And we will prevail through the testimony of Jesus. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and uh, the testimony of Jesus. The blood of the Lamb is in the New Testament given for you. The testimony of Jesus is the faith of Jesus, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That is important imperative to know to overcome and be sealed. So at that time, that to uh, the vision and uh, that secret, the vision, notice that the, the stone hit out of a mountain without hand, Christ, the church, not national Israel, the church of the living God. Now, many have lied saying that you're going to be pre-tribulation raptured out and that you're going to be sitting there getting fat in heaven for all of these seven years and national Israel is going through it. That's just not so. The church of the living God, the servants of God, 
that have the seal of God in their forehead uh, will be the ones in truth in the Lord Jesus Christ and the fullness of the measure measure of Jesus Christ that will wage war against Satan and his hordes, the synagogue of Satan. So this to make an end of sins, reconciliation for iniquity, bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision. The vision is the secret given to Daniel that the body of Christ will smite the image in the feet. That head of Babylon, Media Persia being the chest and arms, Greece being the loins, and Rome being the legs, and then that Roman Empire coming back again, there in the feet of iron mixed with miry clay, will smite the image in the feet. That stone hint of a mountain is not national Israel. It is the church of the living God, the ones called and the ones that are sealed in the book of the Revelation. To miss that is to miss heaven. It's that serious. We add to the words of the book of this prophecy, that book of this prophecy is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The plagues of this book will be added to us. You can read those plagues in Deuteronomy 28, 29. And if you take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, then your name will be taken out of the holy city, blotted out of the book of life. It is that serious. To seal up that vision, that vision given to Daniel, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ coming, the whole body of Christ coming to the ancient of days, Daniel 7. And a kingdom given to that son of man, which he is the head, we, the body of the Christ, will receive that kingdom, which will be everlasting and dominion, of which there shall be no end. That's at the day of the Lord. But before that time, there's a time of trouble, of time of distress upon the nations, men's heart failing them for fear for that which is coming upon the earth. That at that time is the time that he seals up the vision and he seals up the prophecy. Now, what prophecy? That's where we have to have the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Without the spirit of prophecy, we cannot understand the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the last book, the Bibli Oridian, and the revelation of Jesus Christ, the little book. Those are the seals of God upon that Bibli Oridian, the little book, which is in the hand, the right hand of him, that sitteth upon the throne. In Revelation 5. It is so essential to us for sealing that we know this truth, not as newborn babies, as desiring the sincere miracle of the word we may grow thereby, not as little children that we've known the Father, that Jesus is the Father, not as young men, or the word of God is strong in us, and we've overcome the wicked one as we see in Revelation the second and third chapter, but fathers. I've written to you fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning. Now, at this time is a time of sorrows. It's a time of birth pangs. It's a time in the night visions that the four winds come to hurt the trees, the sea, and the land. He said, but don't hurt 
the land of the sea of the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God in their forehead. That is not national Israel. That's the church of the living God. Now, of course, natural Israel as the natural olive branches can certainly be grafted again into the vine in the ecclesia, the church of the living God. But this is a work in the last days. It's judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet, God doing his work, his strange work, and bringing to pass his act, his strange act. Ecclesiastes talks about that God has put the spirit of the world in their heart, that they would not know or consider the work of God from the beginning and the ending. The work of the ministry, the work of God, which is a strange work. It's a work in judgment. This is where he seals up the vision and he seals up the prophecy that is revealed to the body of Christ because they're sealed in their forehead. They have the knowledge. The knowledges of God of that crystal sea and all truth are given to the servants of God in their forehead. It's the mind of Christ in knowing these things in the last day work of the ministry, the Jesus ministry. Now we go on and we see that Jesus is going to be cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. And we're going to see he's cut off after 62 weeks. And then as we see the 70 weeks is all about restitution or restoration of all things to rebuild and restore Jerusalem, a restoration the restitution of all things where Jesus must be held in heaven, received in heaven until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things and all truths. The seal of the vision and the prophecy. The prophecy is the Lord Jesus Christ in the last day work of the ministry. It's the book of the revelation. It's the seals, trumpets, and vows. It is all the work of God in judgment not just seals, but the trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus and the vows weren't as filled up the wrath of Almighty God. As we see, and to anoint the most holy. That most holy is not a person, it's the place, it's the time, it's a season of the most holy, going from the sanctuary or holy place to the most holy. A higher revelation of Jesus and the revelation of Jesus Christ given to the body of Christ. Know therefore and understand, know there that Jesus said, the abomination that maketh desolate, stand in the holy place where he ought not. Whoso readeth, let him understand. So it's the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. Well, and he said it's written by the prophet Daniel. Many take that and say that's Daniel 9.27, Jacob's trouble. Totally not. Now, during the time, there we're going to see what is the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. We're seeing that anything from Daniel 9.24-27 is 70 weeks to restore and to rebuild again Jerusalem. It's a restoration, a restitution. That's the, uh, that's the whole hypothesis. That's the whole... Uh, focus of uh, the scriptures from Daniel 9, 24 to 27. Now, it's a battle, yes. It's a battle of the ages. 
the evil against the good, and the good will prevail. Those that have the seal of the living God. Notice there that it says, Know therefore and understand. From the going forth of the commandment to restore. It's restoration. It's all about restoration. The restoration of all things. Because the heavens must receive Jesus until that time. Till the times of the restitution. The restoration of all things. All truth. All knowledge to the body of Christ. Not, not seeing through a glass darkly. But coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ Jesus. Growing up in him in all things. Where we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's under perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And it says to restore and to build Jerusalem and to the Messiah, the Prince. Now that's capitalized. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Hamashiach, the Christ, Christos, the Christ. That should come. God manifest in the flesh. The Father revealed. And it said, shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks or 79 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. Now, it's a time of tribulation, a time of great persecution. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall, shall suffer persecution. Jesus said if they call the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household Beelzebub? So therefore we have to understand that Jesus in the days of his flesh started his ministry being about the age of 30, the high priest takes his office at age 30, him being a man under his own law to fulfill the law, had to fulfill it in all things. And he, as our high priest, our great high priest, will not take his office till age 30, number four. Numbers four tells us that. So Jesus being about the age of 30. Now he's going to have a week. Confirm the covenant. Jesus has given the covenant to the people for one week. But he's going to be cut off in the midst of that week, but not for himself. And at that time, that's three and a half years. He's born in tabernacles, uh, crucified in Passover. And at that time, he is come at a time of troublous times. Of course, at this time, and he says in verse 26, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. Seven weeks and 62 weeks. Though there remains a week there that he's talking about. And he says, and after that, Messiah, the Hamashiach, Jesus, will be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince, that's not a capital P, that is the Antichrist, that is the ones of the wicked, the unholy, unrighteous, unrighteousness, that those that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Now we're talking about Jesus stating there that there would not be one stone left upon top of another in the prophecy given to them in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, that as they admired the stones of the temple, that Jesus stated not one stone would be left upon top of another. 
And as he stated that, then he went ahead and talked about the time of trouble, a time of persecution, of being hated of all nations for his namesake, not national Israel. Everybody wants to dump that on national Israel. It's just not so. It's the church of the living God. And it's during this time of great persecution and tribulation, a time of sorrows, birth pains, that the church brings forth Jesus. The more that you persecute the church, the blood of the saints is the seedbed of the church, the more it's going to grow. And that's why the blood there, sealing your testimony with your own blood and the testimony of Jesus is a witness of Jesus. It's a mortar. If a person believes and truly believes in whatever it is, they will die for it. Well, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, just as he gave himself a ransom for many and hereby perceived the love of God because he laid down his life for us. Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 1 John 3, 16. That's the love wherewith we're to love one another. And it will be the perfecting of the body of Christ under perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ in that same love that he had. He commands us to have also one for another. And he says, uh, after that, Messiah cut off, destroys the city and the sanctuary. And that at that time, he said in, that there's not one stone left on top of another, that Titus, son of Vespasian, came in 70 A.D. and destroyed the, the temple, took all the artifacts to Rome. Even Masada in 73 A.D., totally destroyed. But when he's talking about the sanctuary in this last day, in this city, we see that in Revelation 11. There was a reed likened to a rod given unto me, John said. Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. We're not talking about an iron, a physical brick and mortar temple, a physical temple. We're talking about a naos. That's so important. A spiritual temple. Paul stated it. Jesus himself stated it. Destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. They said 46 years with the Jews in building this temple. And you are going to raise it up in three days? But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. Naos, not a iron, a physical temple, but a temple of his body. He did that in the first three and a half years. And now there remains another three and a half year Jesus' ministry for the work of the ministry to finish all things. Now we are complete in him and have need of nothing else. The price has already been paid. The only thing we need as the body of Christ is coming to perfection. Somebody said, well, why? Well, because Jesus is coming back for a church without spot and without blemish, perfect in all her ways not in partial knowledge, not seeing through a glass darkly, but coming to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ in charity. And that is the reason why charity will cover a multitude of sins. That's the reason charity is the bond of perfectness. And you have to add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, 
patience, godliness, and godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, final, the epoch, and final perfection, charity. Charity is not just love. Charity is a love of God based in doing His will, rooted in the Word of God and obedience. So therefore, in Romans 6, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which will yield the peaceable fruits of holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now he's looking for perfect works. You can see that in Revelation, the second and third chapter. Now he's talking about this restoration to restore, to rebuild the streets and the wall, even in troublous times. And that is the truth. The streets are the way, the way in that city, the walls, the walls of salvation. And it will be built even in troublous times. And he goes on and says, and after three score and two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people, the prince shall destroy the city and the sanctuary that we read about in Revelation 11.1. 1. Read like unto a rod given unto John, saying, Rise, make the temple of God, the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court, which is without, leave out and measure it not. For it's given to the Gentiles. And the holy city shall be trodden underfoot for forty and two months. The forty-two months is time, times and a half, three and a half years. A thousand two hundred three score days. The exact time that God gives power unto his two witnesses, which if you haven't heard that, tune into the podcast on the two witnesses, which is the church of the living God and fullness power of Jesus Christ. Now at this time, he says, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. When evil comes in like a flood, notice in Revelation 12 that the old dragon, that great dragon, at wonder in heaven, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns upon his head. And he throws out, comes out of his mouth, water as a flood to destroy the woman and the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. That's not national Israel. That's the church of the living God that love God, keep his commandments. And the testimony of Jesus is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's the spirit of prophecy. To understand the words of the book of this prophecy, the Biblia Iridian, the little book, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he says, and at this time will be a flood. And you know when evil comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against it. The same is true now and in Revelation 12. That is not national Israel. The woman there is the church. That's the reason in Revelation 7, the seal of the living God are the servants of God that are sealed in their foreheads. They have the mind of Christ. It's written to the servants of God in Revelation 1, verse 1, the church. And there in Revelation 12, the woman's clothed with a sun, a moon under feet, upon her head a crown of 12 stars. The solar, the lunar, and the prophetic calendar, she's come to the fullness, time to birth. The birth Christ in you, the hope of glory to the fullness of the measure. 
of the statue of Jesus Christ. So I said, well, I thought it was national Israel. National Israel will be saved in one day. Isaiah 66, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. This is after the fullness of the Gentiles become in. The last person is saved in the church of the living God. Then God turns his focus to national Israel to the promise to the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. We find uh, that at that time, we find the abomination that make it desolate stand in the holy place. And Jesus said, uh, you can find this in the book of Daniel the prophet. As we see, the end there is with a flood. And the flood and to the end of the war, desolations are determined. Desolations upon desolations. And we find that in, in Isaiah 6. And uh, well, it's, it was time that he saw visions of God, the seraphim, six wings, two that covered the eyes, two that covered the feet, and two they did fly. And uh, when God said, who shall go for us? Notice that Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips and I'm undone. But he took a coal of fire from off the altar. That's the fire of the Holy Ghost. Going through the fire, through the burning fiery furnace. It's through this great tribulation. It's through the fire that the silver is refined. They cannot strange the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. And the glory of God resteth upon you. You suffer with him, you'll reign with him. And you'll be a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Tribulation worketh patience, patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. The only way your faith grows exceedingly and the charity of every one of you aboundeth, one toward another, brethren. Paul said, we're bound to thank God for you, brethren, and all your tribulation and persecution that you endure in this time of trouble. What? Seeing that is it a righteous thing with God to render tribulation to them that have troubled you. Why go through the tribulation and persecution? Why do we go through this great tribulation, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer? It's a cross. But what we have today in most churches is a crossless Christianity. No sufferings and a prosperity gospel. No crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts. No sanctification coming out of the world and being separate. And because of that, many will have a false mistaken identity. Thinking they've got heaven made and this will surprise the hypocrite. Just as you see in Isaiah 28. This overflowing flood that you see here has surprised the hypocrite. It, they'd had no idea of this work of God, the work of the ministry. And we find at this time that desolations are determined. And it's through this time that the seal of God makes the difference that we will not be destroyed with the world that our faith will remain intact through after we have received the word of God, we are sealed. We have to receive the word of God in present truth. 
Walking in the light as he's in the light, and we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. We must receive that present truth in the shining light. Man lives by for the, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, not uh, on just what the day they were saved as newborn babes, not as little children that's grown up and knows that Jesus is the Father, not young men because the word of God is strong in them, they've overcome the wicked one. They have to go on and receive and obtain the like faith uh, that Jesus has given us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ in order us to obtain it. Growing up into him in all things, in all truth. And Jesus, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. That week is not a Shabbat, it's a Hiptad. It's a week of years. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause it. He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. It's not the Antichrist. It's Jesus Christ. It will be, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He causes a sacrifice and oblation to cease. There's no need for the, for the, the killing of goats and sheep and rams and bullocks and all the offerings there and the meal offerings, meat offerings, free will offerings, peace offerings. Jesus fulfilled it all. You're complete in him and have need of nothing else. And because of that, and for the overspreading of abominations, that he will make it desolate. He will make it desolate. God himself working there, sending the destroyer to destroy, even until the consummation, the end of all things. And that determined will be poured upon the desolate. Those that have not God, desolations are determined. Then what is this? If it's not Daniel 9, 27, the abominations that make it desolate, what is it? Look at Daniel 8. Jesus is having his way in the wind and in the whirlwind. Very few know that it's not the devil that kills and makes alive. It's not the devil that brings upon one city and not upon another. It's God himself. Deuteronomy 32, God said, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. I cause it to rain upon one city and not upon another that you would call upon me. Shall there be evil in the city and I, the Lord God, had not done it. The Lord has his way in the wind and in the whirlwind. And certainly in the last days, the latter days, these days, he has certainly and will do his will. The sovereign God in his providence will cause that, that that is determined will be done. And for one reason, is it's not sealed up among my treasures, saith God. For the Lord will judge his people, repent himself of the evil when he sees there's none shut up or left, and their power's gone. Not Holy Ghost power that we will cease from our own labors and enter into his rest. As long as the, uh, the world exists and we got cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, man will seek to his own understanding 
his own supply, his own will. But when this happens, the only thing that will see anyone through is the seal of the living God, the word of God. At this time, it's called Jacob's trouble. But he will be saved out of it. Jacob, as far as Israel's concerned, will be saved in one day. Not three and a half years. Not driven into the wilderness for three and a half years. That's the church. That Israel, soon as she cried, soon as she travails, before she pained, she was delivered of her children. Shall a nation be brought forth at once? Isaiah 66. Shall the earth be brought to bring forth at once? They asked Jesus that because they thought that it was time that God was going to set up the nation, Israel, that all nations of the earth would be blessed in Israel. They asked Jesus after his passion, after being uh, uh, resurrected and seen after his passion of 40 days before he ascended into heaven, they said, Jesus, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said, it's not given for you to know the times and seasons that God has put in his own power, but you shall receive power and that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the most parts of the earth. Jesus did not set up the millennial kingdom, the kingdom age then. That will happen for Israel in one day, the day of the Lord, the day of God Almighty, the day of Christ. And it will come as a destruction from the Almighty God. Before then, the church will have three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days, a time dividing of a time, time times dividing of a time of great tribulation that we will go through. And then the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we which are alive and remain, we caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. God will certainly do it. But in Daniel 8, where did Jesus, what did he mean? This, this abomination of desolation stand in the holy place. Look at Daniel 8, and he says uh, that this, this four notable horns uh, were fought, three fell, and one came up, that little horn, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, the man of sin. And he said he waxed exceedingly great, even to the host of heaven. It cast down some of the hosts and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Now watch it. And a host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. And it cast down the truth to the ground. Now, I didn't say it destroyed it. It cast the truth to the ground. You can't destroy the truth. But at a time, it will prevail against the saints, Revelation 13, for 42 months. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. That's not national Israel. That's the church of the living God. And it says, uh, 
this little antichrist, son of perdition, man of sin, that literally cast the truth down to the ground and it practiced and prospered. And that's when it's said, how long uh, this saint speaking to another saint said unto that certain saint, Palmoni, the wonderful numberer, the revealer of secrets. It is that secret which is that is to seal up the vision. That's the secret given to Daniel in Daniel 2. The work of the ministry, that's a strange work. It is, and to seal up the prophecy. That's revealed in the prophecy, in the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ in our last book in our Bible, or the Word of God. And how long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation? to give both a sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot. He said to 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Now, talking about that is 2,300 evenings and mornings is 1,150 days, which is 70 days longer than the three prophetic years. And that lets us know that work of the ministry. And he said at that time, it will come to pass that Daniel had seen the vision, sought for the meaning. Then behold, there stood before him as the appearance of a man. There's the vision. And we find this, that visions of God, Ezekiel sees. He sees the work of God. Daniel saw it. Jeremiah saw it. He said, coming out of that fire and saw visions of God as appearance of a man. Daniel sees it. And these are the four living creatures. They have appearance of a man. And they four had their four faces. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. If you hadn't heard that on the podcast, tune in to the chirping, shadowing, uh, uh, the mercy seat. The work of the ministry, a strange work, bring to pass this act, a strange act. It's the greatest work that God will do this side of glory through the body of Christ. It's the last great reign of his strength. It will show forth his power, his glory, not the church, but Christ through the church. It's here upon us now. The Lord is doing this work now and preparing it for those that have an ear to hear to obtain this truth, the present truth, the preceding word of God. Now, if the Holy Ghost is bore witness with your spirit, we'd like to hear from you. The time is upon us now. God is putting the new rain, the new thing, the new wine, and the new wineskins. Otherwise, this new thing that God is doing cannot go into the old wineskin of Pentecost. We have to make ourselves new wineskins to receive this new thing that God is doing, the new wine, so that it will not fail in us. And by doing so, it will be the preservation of our souls and our patience possess your soul well you can see the contact information on your on your screen and we'd love to hear from you give us a call right we'll get back to you god bringing his body into one into the unity of the faith to the measure of the stature of the fullness of jesus christ 
Unto a perfect man, that is the knowledge of the Son of God, a perfect Mariana. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Green saying, Behold, the real Jesus.